0: and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is he who takes no offense at me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to behold? A reed shaken by the wind. Why then did you go out? To see a man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, those who wear soft raiment are in king's houses. Why then did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, who shall prepare thy way before thee. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has risen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. So, this scene comes before uh, one of the other scenes we were looking at during the week, where the Lord speaks about this generation as being like children, you know, the whole playing of games. And so, what the Lord is now doing with regards to St. John the Baptist, to his been put in prison, he's been in there for a while now. Um, uh, In a certain sense, he kind of prophesied uh, even his own kind of coming towards the end of his life when he says, I must decrease and he must increase, speaking of Christ. And so when John had fulfilled his mission of pointing out the Lord, you can see very quickly he does in terms of even from an earthly perspective, his life in a certain sense decreases you can imagine as he is there in prison also is that according to his own preaching only two of his disciples had responded to his message of preaching which is to follow after the Christ who had come when he pointed out the lord only two of them went after him we know andrew and john followed after the lord and the rest of the disciples are still gathered to him and so there's an interpretation there's two kind of two schools of thought with regards to what happens here. The one school of thought says that John himself might have doubted that Christ was the Christ. And the other school of thought says it's not him who doubts but rather his disciples have not yet come to fully understand his proclamation. I think the second is a better interpretation because what you see at the end is the Lord's defense against Saint John the Baptist where he again shows that he is not someone who is shaken by the wind He's not someone who goes back and forth with regards to his own testimony. He's not someone who gives in to the things of the earth in terms of the fact that he might be bought and therefore change his testimony. He wears camel skin. He doesn't have, he's penitential. He is completely fixed on his testimony right from the very beginning of his life. At the visitation when Our Lady comes with Christ present within her in her womb, he is already responding to the presence of Christ, where he leaps for joy in the womb of his own mother. His whole body responds, his whole self responds to the presence of the one whom he has come to announce, Christ. When the Lord comes walking towards him, where he is in the Jordan baptizing, the Lord doesn't have to do anything, and he immediately knows that is the Christ. He doesn't know because he saw other things that Jesus did. He knows because he perceives. He has a prophetic vision, if you will. He sees deeply. He sees beyond the surface. Where everyone else saw only a man, St. John the Baptist saw the Christ. And so he is able to perceive, because of that depth of grace that has been given to him, where he can perceive the Christ who is present to his people, even though he is in humble form. He appears as one of us, and so he is not easily recognizable, especially when the Lord is not performing great and marvelous works. The Lord has been living a hidden life in Nazareth. The Lord has been working humbly at human tasks, laboring as a carpenter. And so he has done nothing in his own activity to reveal that he is the Christ. But that changes. Now St. John the Baptist is in, is in prison and he hears of the words and deeds of Christ. He hears what the Lord is doing. He hears that the Lord is doing things that are spoken of by the prophet Isaiah. And so what he does is those disciples that are still gathered around him, he acknowledges his own insufficiency to convert them to Christ. He has proclaimed a need for repentance, but he knows as well is that for the full turning of their hearts, the grace that comes from Christ is necessary. He is only a servant. And so he sends them to the Master himself. He sends them to the feet of Jesus so that they might also engage with Christ. And so he sends them with a question. And that's very profound because when we come to Christ, that is our disposition. We don't come with answers when we come to Christ. We come with questions. And so when we come to the one who is truth, we come with a questioning heart. And so what St. John the Baptist does is he disposes his disciples with a question go and ask the Lord this. So basically, go and seek the truth about something, and you will find the truth about everything. You will find truth himself. And so they go seeking the truth to one question, and hopefully they find in that answer from Christ the answer to all of their questions, which is Christ himself. And so in this kind of disposition of questioning, they approach the Lord. And the Lord says, go and tell John what you hear and see, what you hear and see. They have now been witnesses of the words and the deeds of Jesus Christ. And these are a greater witness to his own divinity than any other prophetic witness could be. And so the Lord's own words and deeds, the way in which he acts, what he says, his miracles, these reveal who he is what is below the surface, if you will. When we could look at Christ and see truly a man, by his words and deeds, we can perceive truly God as well. And so he sends them back, showing that all of those things prophesied by the prophet Isaiah are fulfilled in him. Therefore, he is the Messiah. And then in order to defend his beloved servant, Saint John the Baptist, He turns and addresses the crowd to uproot from their heart any doubt that they might have had regarding St. John. What did you go out into the wilderness to behold? Behold, you went out to see a prophet, I tell you, and even more than a prophet, because this prophet was able to perceive and point out the Christ where he is present. And so also for us in our own time, this prophetic grace of St. John the Baptist is still in a certain sense necessary for us, because where Christ is with us here in the Blessed Sacrament, it requires a deeper perception to know that he is there. It requires ours eyes of faith, eyes that have been informed by the hearing of the proclamation of the gospel and of Christ's truth, specifically, this is my body, this is my blood. And it is that testimony, but also with that faith and the grace of the Holy Spirit and Christ's own grace working in us, that we are able to turn and recognize him where he is present, where we can also point out the lamb where he is present, where we can, like St. John the Baptist, give testimony to his presence, but for the purpose that we can send others to the feet of Christ as we have come to his feet, that we can also learn from Christ by witnessing his words and deeds as they are recounted for us in the Gospels and we can pray with them, meditate upon them and truly come to know the one who is present in our midst. And in coming to know him, then also we pray that our own life can give testimony to him, that as Christ continues to grow and to live within us, that then also our own life manifests the works and deeds of Jesus Christ, that he is able to continue to work through us as he desires to work through us. That he is able to give sight to the blind when we proclaim his truth. That he is able to heal the lame when we help those who are unable to move from sin by their own strength and we pray for them and encourage them and draw them towards Christ. When we heal lepers, again, in a spiritual sense, those caught up in their habits of sin And as we then encourage them towards the Christ who is able to heal them from those things as he has healed us from those things. And the poor have had the good news preached to them. The good news is what every heart desires, whether it knows it or not. The good news is the treasure of heaven come to earth, Christ himself. And we are called to proclaim this good news with the same zeal of St. John the Baptist, but under the protection and the love and the guidance and the instruction and the example and the grace of Jesus Christ. Amen.